everybody to Bobby's Cryptid Corner. My name is Jamie. My name is Bree. My name is Oligarch Tony. <laughs> Oligarch Tony. And welcome, everyone. <laughs> we have a super exciting episode for you guys today. We are going to start off with a little bit of banter and let you guys know we're changing the format kind of slightly of how we do things on Bobby's Cryptid Corner. Everything we do is going to still stay the same. We're just kind of trying to segment it out a little bit. And one of the things that we're going to be doing is not showing as many comments on the screen because it does distract us a lot when we're trying to get through the episodes. So we're going to star a bunch of them. And then at the very end of the episode, we're going to have a whole thing where we go over people's comments and stuff like that. We will show some of them. It's not going to be completely comment free. But the biggest one is all of the super chats. We're going to save all of those for the end. And thank you guys personally, because sometimes it's a little bit hard when we're in the middle of talking to like really thank you guys for doing that so we're going to show it up on the screen but we'll thank you guys at the end so just know that we're not like ignoring you we're just in the middle of talking about ufos and whatnot yeah plus we all have really bad add so like i was gonna say that that really is it too and, and it's like we want to thank everyone you know equally and and adequately Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't get to, and then other times we're just, we get so sidetracked. It's like, we really need to, we need some structure. We need some a little structure. Bit of focus. A little so bit before, of structure. Yeah. So before we jump into all this, let's do say hi to everyone in the chat. So we have Jedi Camper here. Hi, darling. Hello. We have Renee Cruz. Hello, my sweet Love angel. Her. Wreaking havoc. Hello and welcome. And that's all who's in the chat for right now who said anything. I know there's more of you out there who just haven't commented. Man, she mentioned the note movie. Oof. I'm dying to see that. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Me either. Oh, Bobby is the man. only one of us who has seen it and he's not here. Oh, he has. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. He says he has lots of comments to make. He can't wait for all of us. I think that we all need to see it probably by next episode, maybe. And uh, yeah. oh, so that's that, good. that could be our beginning banter, would be our, our comments on nope. Nope. Movie. Yeah, yeah uh, we actually got a message from um, Aaron from the Black Triangle. I always forget his name because it's like 1111, but it's like the Black Triangle podcast. Productions. Do you remember or him? Like that, yeah. Productions, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. He asked me if we've seen it, and he said that um they really did their research on the film and so he's hoping that once we watch it we can have him on to kind of like discuss Ooh, chat about the it. real it. stuff about it yeah and Ooh, um you know compare our thoughts on on what's real and what's not and i just i love that they're doing this and that i know it's going to be a hit movie because i mean oh, yeah. they all are but um i i don't know i just hope that more people become more excited about stuff like this Oh, absolutely. You know, sometimes it takes a really cool movie for people to th actually think about something. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're yeah. so influenced by pop culture. It's mm -hmm. it's insane. Love it. Yeah. Oh, yes. All Hello. right, Bri, Why don't we get into our episode then? What are we talking about this week? We're doing Diet Love Pass. Yes, we are. We done it in the past we've done it on other podcasts we've done it from all sorts of places uh and we are deep diving into it again because i feel like this one never gets enough attention that it deserves the story goes so deep and so crazy that like you have to look at it 500 times because every time we look at it my opinion of what i think happened changed that and i feel like we've never put all of this together before 
um, like we've discussed it, but I don't think that we've been able to offer as much detail as we will today. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, when we were on JoJo's uh, show, we just kind of brushed over it. And this is NAR. We're, we're diving into the snow. Yeah, can I just say, I, I'm really enjoying my green boots. Um, <laughs> right here and my yellow, my yellow jacket. Your yellow jacket? Okay, so automatically I died because I'm the only one here that decided that I was going to wear a Pantless. tank top and yeah. shorts to the snow. Yeah. Quite yes. honestly, it would have been more on point if you would have had all of us missing random pieces of clothes, like one boot I know. on. Like one boot. Because low-key, your, low, your short sleeve and shorts make sense for the story. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that was hard to find. But also, I was just thinking, you know what? I'll sacrifice myself for the group. Maybe the whole group can stay alive if I just sacrifice just myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, I was... I was thinking yeah. about this uh, yesterday, and I was like, you know, this kind of reminds me, you know, the show American Horror Story, where they take like yes. all these mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, urban legends. Oh, I'm obsessed and stuff. with American Ooh, Horror Story obsessed. and American Horror Stories, which is Z. out right now. Yes. Love it. Well, this kind of reminds me of Russian. Ooh, Horror drink. That's, that's right. We forgot to mention our drinking word is Russia. 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 Russian. Russia. Any, anything of it. Anything that starts with an R. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Backwards Wait, so R. what are you saying? It sounds like what? Like, like, like American Horror Story. Like, it, it's something. Oh, there's, it's it sounds so like a version. Like, you would see it. Yeah. Yeah, there's been so many movies and shows about this that I think the original, the real story kind of gets lost because everybody sees, like, one or two documentaries on it. And then they see, like, there's seven movies or seven TV specials about it. And they oh, really? kind of get the fiction mixed up with what they've actually found out about it. Well, and I think that what happens with this case, too, is all of these movies and books and things like that all have different conclusions and endings. And so it starts Mm -hmm. to misconstrue what people think actually happened there. Like, you know, the more and more that we've dug into the story, the first time we looked into it, we were like, oh, my God, aliens are involved. But now Mm -hmm. I'm so far from an alien theory that I'm just like, it's not even it's not even on my mind this episode. Right, man. So obviously, we already said we're talking about Russia. Um. Do it. In the Ural, the Ural Mountains. And I'm going to ruin most of these names. Oh, they yeah. We're hard, not like, Svedrlaski. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But we all know that Russia has a deep climate for snow and it's it's not California weather over there. Very harsh. It's very north. Very north. The mountain is actually called by the locals, the Mansi tribe. Uh, it's known as Death Mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't you just love that? Mm-hmm. So we are starting in 1959. We're going to go through like a little bit of a timeline here. Love it. Uh, so it starts with these these 10 students from the Ural Polytechnical Institute, which is now mm-hmm. the Ural Federal Institute. Mm-hmm. And they plan to go on this huge expedition. And what's interesting about this, 
considering what happened to them is each of them were considered grade two certified um, hikers. Mm-hmm. And once they completed this expedition, they would then get their grade three certificate, which was the highest at the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's important to note that a couple of them were like officers in the military and the war had just ended. So yeah, they one, were one of them to... who was the oldest of all of them was uh, oh, who fought in World War Two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Okay, so I can't think of his name off the top of my head. We will look at it. But he was the only one that the crew didn't initially know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, only uh, he was added like, like last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if he wasn't like a war hero, because I know there were many stories about him of some of the really brave things that he had done, um, then I would have maybe raised a little bit suspicious suspicion with that. But it sounds like he was really um, your typical, like, true veteran that just wants to help people. And he, mm-hmm. even though they didn't know him, he didn't mean any harm. Yeah, very much um, like a fatherly uh, presence is what a lot of them described as, like family. Like, very much like wanting to take care of everyone. Like, that stern father, like, I look out for everyone kind of feeling. Sure, just do that. So we have the journals of the crew and we also have photographs from a camera that they took with them. Uh, This is the group here. And what's very interesting here is that all of them were in their 20s besides the one. This is a same, it can't be semen. It looks like (laughs) Semyon. 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 Now we make it sound French. Semyon. 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 And it was... (laughs) <laughs> they were probably like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that it's kind of sad that that they're all in their twenties. However, I think it's cool that a whole group of twenty year olds were this um, experienced in and hiking and um, and not only that, but this is what they were going. This is what they were going to school for. This is literally what they spent their yeah. free time doing was doing this. So I know Second Star Survival right here said that their tactics were not very well thought out, but. Mm-hmm. They really were, actually. That's the thing you have to understand. These were very experienced hikers at this point. They might have they not were. had military gear. Some of the gear that they did have was standard military issue, like their tent. Their tent was actually two tents sewn into one, uh, and they were military grade. Um, so it, it's not that they had a lack of experience by any means. This group was not inexperienced at all. Yeah. So this, no. this woman right here that's 22 at the bottom left right here. Z- all right, yeah. Zendaya, Zendaya. Let's call her Zendaya. Okay, I like Zendaya. She looks like she could peel a fucking potato with her nails. Like, (laughs) yeah, for sure. Like these are tough looking individuals. Like you have to remember, this is. I'm gonna say it real quick. Russia. So go ahead and drink. Russia is a harsh environment in general. So it's not like these people were pussies or pansies. Mm Oh hell, hell no, hell no. Uh, so this is this is the group of ten here. These lovely people rest in soul. I mean, rest in soul. Rest, <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> so starting January fifth, the group arrives by train um, in the northern province of Zervaski. I was pretty That was good. That was good. 
So the they all hop on a truck and they head towards the last inhabited um, village there, the last like bit of civilization in that area. So this is a group of them. There's all of them in here, but they're just so tight that you can barely see all their faces. Mm -hmm. But I think this is a great picture because um, it's just another photograph that I think shows that the group was tight. Like, they're a bunch of Mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. They weren't, like, strangers going on a trip where you don't know who you can trust or not. Like, they're – this is, like, their clique. Mm -hmm. And they just look so happy. It's so sad. They really do. This was an exciting trip for them. This was them coming towards the end of their certifications and stuff. Like, the end of this, they were going to finish their certification. This was supposed to be a joyous moment. Well, yeah, you got to figure, like, the country just came out of war and everything. So everybody's coming down off of that heightened alertness. And Mm -hmm. they're just, this is like a relaxing, they're doing something that they want (laughs) to do. Relaxing. One of them's an inventor. You know, they're Damn. going out there as a group of friends and they're just going to have a good time doing what they love to do. I'm going to have a good job. Yeah. So this is their a picture of them there at the village. They basically just chill there. They're trying to eat some food and rest up before they leave and they're on their own. Out there in the rolling mountains of snow. Yep. Mm-hmm. See, they're like, I love you. It's just so much fun. Look at this. Goodbye, they all were so They're like, we live in a winter wonderland. And yep, I love exactly. It. So one day into the trip, we have Yuri decides to stay behind for health reasons. He has some issues with his knees. He has a rheumatoid arthritis and yep. a congenital heart defect. And they were acting up, so he decides to wait there in the village. And before the uh, group leaves, they say that they are going to send notice to him, and they should be no later than February 12th that they've reached the next destination, so that he can, you know, either catch a train or whatever to come and meet them for the next, for you know, the celebration of the next thing that they're going to do. Yep. So that's why in the picture, in the first like lineup of everyone. I put the one that got away because even though at the time he was probably really disappointed mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. he had to um, go back. I mean, because this is like their their trip of a lifetime. So he was probably really heartbroken about that and sad. And in the long run, it saved his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he has a I think he had a lot of survivor's guilt as well because one of the things that happened to him after all of this is he ended up being kind of like the spokesperson for the group and like started a foundation and would like go up there several times like investigating and looking into things and stuff like that. He definitely kept their story alive all the way up oh, until yeah. his death in like I think 2016 is when he died. Well, he lived a long time. Uh yeah, I yeah. think it was thirteen. It was thirteen, but still he was like yeah. he was old by yeah. then, and that's a long time to go without these people. I mean, wow. Um, so this was Igor Dyatlov, uh, and he was basically the one that then took charge of um the group here, and he was considered the most experienced. That's what the the group of people thought of him that he was like really a natural leader that he didn't have any other outside hobbies other than this it was like he eat slept and 
you know, just breathed being out there and pushing themselves to the limit and being out there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he looks happy. So I, I think Igor is the guy who was the inventor. Oh. And we'll get into this as we start to talk about the theories of what happened. What happened, yeah. But a little bit of a spoiler, he invented a heating unit for a tent, and they were trying it out while they were out there. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I told you, every time we look into this, we find out more and more shit about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I think there's just more people, more family members that are coming out to and talking about them and giving little snippets of information that at the time was kind of kept a secret or not a secret, but it wasn't this wasn't an event that Russia wanted to um, do it plaster, you know, across for people to know about. Mm, no, absolutely not. And especially not after World War Two. Yeah. Doesn't he look like one of the seven? uh Dwarves. dwarves like i think it's du- what is it sleepy or dumpy, <laughs> dopey. Or dopey. dopey yeah he looks like dopey for sure that's, very dopey that's vibes. crazy and so all we have there. all of these pictures and stuff because most if not all of their belongings were found all of them yeah pretty yes, much this- everything right this camera mm-hmm. was, yeah, found in the tent. So, mm-hmm. like, even just from this picture, it's like, d- goddamn, like, the y- y'all are really out there doing it. Like, no, not into mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Not at all. Well, there's a helicopter. Yep. So, before we, before you jump ahead, let me just say this, Bree. So, <clears throat> what happened uh, when the 12th, the 12th came along uh, and... Uh, Yuri still hadn't heard from anyone. And so he waited a few days until like the 20th. And that's when him and the family kind of went forward to the authorities. And they were like, hey, they were supposed to be here like eight days ago. And we have not found them yet. And so what ended up happening is uh, a search group went out, which was then also followed by um, the army and the military police forces coming involved once they found the bodies. Yeah. And... Just like a hint at the way that the culture, the world used to be back then. Some of these pictures, like if, Brie, if you go back to the last one. Oops, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm spazzing. This one? So this looks like a really miserable thing to be in. Like that's a blizzard. Mm-hmm. And they're, somebody's just like, oh, let me get a picture of the guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was not like they were having an awful time. Like, they th- no. they were up there for this purpose. They also did find diaries of them, which I'm sure we'll go over some of them, oh, too. Yes. But they, they were keeping track of things like what the weather was like. And they were saying it was windy. There at, at one point, the diary even says that there was enough wind that the it was blowing the snow off of the trees, making it look like it was snowing when it wasn't. Yes. Um. What's also interesting is in some of the diaries, though, like, they say weird shit. Like it was actually kind of a warm night tonight. I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I read like that a lot. So I, maybe they're points. just used to this. Uh, again, probably where Russia is, like, you know, on the globe. Like that has something to do with that. But um, so like, yes, it was freezing and cold. But they also seemed like they were acclimated a little bit to um. This kind of conditions, yeah. Yeah. So, So, yeah, this is the 
helicopter, helicopter. came to find them. When, when I was in the army, I had a fellow E5 at the time who was from Russia. Drink. And he had permanent like rosacea where his mm-hmm. cheeks were red. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was because he worked and lived in Siberia and it was okay. so cold that like no matter how how cold it got wherever we went he was just like this is fine it's fine <laughs> okay I, I so i kind of have like the opposite thing so i wear sweaters everywhere i go i wear long sleeve shirts but i live in vegas where it's 150 degrees and everyone makes comments about it but i'm just like i'm always cold like i moved yeah. here because it's warm and i'm cold all the time and everyone thinks i'm batshit crazy and i'm just like it's not that hot Right. Oh my God. I'm always hot. Yeah. So, um, it isn't until February 26th that mm-hmm. they find what is left of their tent. So, it's believed that whatever took place at this event, um, whatever horrible event it was that led to the chaos, happened between February 1st and the 3rd. And that's based off of obviously going back and doing like the autopsies and stuff. But then also when you correlate it to their journals, mm-hmm. the timeline, yeah. that's what it adds up to be. And this mm-hmm. is like, like, what is this? Like sticks and stones? Like this is crazy. And when, and when you say chaos, it's like chaos and then not chaos and then chaos. And that's what I think makes this story very confusing. Because what they stumble yeah. upon in is what you see in this picture here is what's left of the tent. And it looks like it's torn down. There's nothing left of it. So something horrible happened. Something rampaged right. through there. But in reality, because it just took them so many days to find them, the weather conditions were... There was not a lot of snow falling. Let me just start there by saying that because it'd be a lot more covered than it is and they wouldn't have found so many as things as they did. Um, and the wind really ravaged this area so it made it look like something else had happened there. Right. And so what you just said, like, it wasn't covered, right? Because of the wind. Yep, right there. Look at that. really plays into an explanation that we're going to talk about and why it's total bullshit. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and like I, that just reminded me. So the way that I did this is, I'm, I'm gonna go through some of the things found right now. After that, I'm, we're gonna get into the conspiracies and show some of that. Um, but what I forgot to show for the end at the conspiracies, um, which I'm an idiot, but just pay attention to like this right here. This, um, what do you call that? The ski. Uh, oh, it's a pole. Uh, ski pole. Yeah, mm-hmm. the pole. So, um, which was up at the last uh, photo of the group setting up their tent for that night. And if you can see now, it is still there. It's still there. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting for one of the official reasons uh, as to what happened to them. I mean, it's just like, wow. Okay. Their skis All are their still shit. standing up. Their skis. Well, some of those skis are probably from the investigators. No, so that's there. one of the things. So the investigators were, well, they Did claim. they fly in? Well, yeah, they flow in. and But the investigators also claim that they didn't disrupt a lot of the stuff when they were taking pictures and stuff. Like, they swear up and down. They were like, we didn't move anything. We didn't add anything. Like, these pictures are accurate of what it is when we showed up. So all Lies. those skis that we're seeing... <laughs> are their skis their cross-country skis supposedly yes well holy shit that makes that makes it even more weird that makes it a little more complicating that that doesn't make sense that wouldn't be 
Okay. We'll we'll have to go back to this picture when we yeah. when we discuss mm-hmm. one of the like I said one of the reasons here. Um, so the tent. This is probably one of the biggest things that raised a conspiracy here is mm-hmm. that the tent was cut from the inside. So obviously, whoever they're in the tent instead of like normal getting out or whatever, they cut from the inside like they were in a hurry to go somewhere. Well, and they here's had the thing to too. Get out. And here's yeah. the thing too. So. It was found out that it was ripped from the inside because a woman who worked for the police department laundry services clearly identified that the damage came from inside because she was like a laundry expert and she showed where there was actually marks where someone had taken a knife and tried to cut through and it didn't go through all the way so they moved to another location and all of these facts were originally overlooked in the initial um investigation yeah they were left out initially Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So whatever this hurry was that left them like cutting it out from, you know, the inside of their tent, jumping out, most of them uh, not dressed properly or had just one sock on, um, no shoes, just weird things like that. But then when we have a picture of their footprints, it looked like they were walking in pairs like side by side. It was not. A, a running situation where they're like, no. Ah! It, was said, it was said that it was almost within like a single file that they were very organized as they were walking down as a group yep. together. And what also gives me the biggest red flags when it comes to these footprints is you're talking how many days later, this was the 26th of February, this happened somewhere between the 1st and the 3rd, and you're telling me that there is enough wind and snowfall to have taken down the rest of their tent to have covered bodies, but you can clearly see the footprints? Clearly. Zero sense. That zero. doesn't make Not any only sense. footprints, but like overlapping footprints. And this is right. another one where the investigators had said, we didn't walk that path, no one ever stepped in it, but there's no way to guarantee that investigators didn't walk that same path because when they originally showed up and they were looking, they had no idea that these people were dead. So they weren't treating it as like a homicide investigation. They were just searching for somebody. And and the thing is, there were no footprints coming into this. So everything was going out. Out. Mm -hmm. And And that plays into another theory that we'll see later. Yes. And you you can tell like a a footprint that has been frozen over and iced over compared to somebody who was just walking through there. Mm-hmm. So if they saw that and they were like, well, all of these are clearly not us because we know what it looks like. Well, and what's interesting about it too is they they say that they found nine sets of footprints that they yeah. saw with their eyes during this investigation that specifically nine people left and they saw that they could tell that some people were wearing boots or maybe a single shoe or just socks or barefoot. They could literally tell the difference between the footprints. Yep. So here's our little tent here. There's a jacket, a flashlight. Here's some of the cuts. Um, The ski pole still hanging out there. It's it's just weird. It's a crime scene for sure. Well, and not just that, but what's very interesting about this, too, is everything everything was pretty much left inside of the tent. They didn't take a lot of stuff with them when they ran out. But one of the oh, things yeah. that they overlooked that was literally sitting in the middle of the tent was, like, sweaters or, like, their shoes were right by yeah, the holes the clothes, that they cut. Their gear. So it literally didn't make any sense to them to run out of their tent in that fashion and not take anything with them. Anything. Well, that's not true. Some of the people did take random things. We'll talk about that later. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the the camera that we're getting all yeah. these these pictures from was left inside of the tent. Mm-hmm. So uh, tent is over here, and yep. these were the footprints were the bodies are were in this whole area, and the pass is over here. Right. Mm-hmm. And the bodies weren't all found together. Yeah, we're about to get into some photos of some <laughs> deceased yeah. people. So if you are um, squeamish, don't be here. And the I feel like the first set isn't as bad as some of the other ones I decided to go more no. in depth for. So, but I have the pictures. Are, so yeah. Uh, yeah, some of them are the bodies are a little bit older and they're not as scary looking. But some of them are they look very fresh because these people died of hypothermia and they were frozen and they yeah are terrifying. And they are terrifying. YouTube, this is purely for educational purposes. purposes. Do not take this video down, you mm -hmm. assholes. <laughs> yes we're warning our we're warning the crew okay yeah all right so now we can look at some of these very sad bodies so some of these first bodies that you're seeing these are the first five bodies that were all after the autopsy decided to have died of hypothermia mm -hmm. all of them except one of the people had a small crack in the skull but the, it was i am going over fatal. that i'm going over that Oh, okay, perfect. Which that was just within the first five of that, right? Because I don't think the first five are that weird. It more I only picked a like a few of them. I read through all of the autopsy stuff, so yeah, I only too. picked some that I thought were had yes. like certain things that pointed out, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, this sucks. They're literally like face down here. Um, I mean, this is just awful. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that uh, if you die of hypothermia and then you're in the ice, wouldn't that kind of preserve the body a little bit more and slow down the decaying process a little bit? It does to some of them. Yeah. Do you have some of those photos where they're, it's more visible, the people? This one is a scary one because he's like, that. he's face backwards, like climbing yeah. up a wall almost. And that's how he died like that. And that's, uh, that's the older gentleman. Yeah, I thought the, it was the, the woman. soldier. No, that's the soldier. Yeah, that's the soldier. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, just oh my god, just awful, <sighs> awful. There's so like you see, they're kind of here. they're they're under like a. Some of them are under about a foot of snow. Mm -hmm. And that's this one. This one is in a river. This is uh. This is right. He's literally along the water on that picture. Yeah. Like that poor leg. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, just the, leg. just the leg, like, oh, my God, I can't imagine dying this way. However, it, we don't even know what happened to them. But just based right. off of the pictures, dying like this in this case, like this way, it's just awful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and you got to figure freezing to death. I mean, they say that drowning and burning to death are the two worst like two ways worse. to die. But, I mean, freezing to death, you just kind of fall asleep and don't wake up. Right? Wait, do, you have, do you have more pictures of the dead people? Um, I will. Let me see. Okay. More dead. Because I feel like I have one dead. that you don't have that's terrifying. Mm, no, probably not. We'll see. If, is it in here? Is it in the brand? I just put in the brand, yeah. No, I haven't. 
you, you do we're it. Gonna, okay. We're going to talk about like the some of the things that they found. Yeah, um, I just wanted to say like this tree in particular. There's a picture here because the branches were like torn down, like they had tried to climb up the tree. Mm-hmm. And there was also some trees that looked like someone had fallen from it as well. Right. Oh yeah. Like there this. We this we're mean, getting to the more scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just not cool. Mm-mm. No. So now we're. I, I now I wish I didn't add Bobby in any of these. Because <laughs> <I know. laughs> he's obviously not going to be an investigator gadget in this episode. But oh well. Right. Um, I trimmed your beard for you because I thought you that did. you looked nice with that length. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah so now we can get into the the theories some of the explanations and a lot of the conspiracies so the first thing that the people tried to kind of um where some people try to put the blame is the mansi tribe there's a tribe yeah. in that area and it is written multiple times in in the journals that they're coming across all the writings and stuff on the mm-hmm. trees and so some people are saying oh maybe they they uh, lingered in an area that maybe was um, like sacred or yeah. something. Right. Yeah, like they crossed that line. But none um, of that makes any sense, though, because you don't have any evidence of a struggle that went on in that tent area. You don't have that those other sets of footprints coming yeah, in. Yeah, you out have of that no area. incoming footprints. And, yeah. and, and if you look yeah. deep into the lore of these people, at the end of the day, they were actually terrified of this area because something in their lore happened that was very similar to this, where a group of hikers went up there and they went camping and then they ended up dead and they all had very yeah. mysterious deaths. It was like they had trauma on the inside, but not the outside. And that was like the lore of these people. So it's not like they were really hanging out in that area. They did call it Death Mountain. Right. And I don't know if we've covered this, but um, Russia... Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> we have not said that word for a while, so everybody drink. Sorry, drink, drink, drink. <laughs> Moving along. Um, I took, I pretty much copy and pasted one of the transcribed journal entries, journal entries mm-hmm. because this is the very last journal entry. And I highlighted just a part where I feel like the Mansi tribe for sure was not a threat. Um, So this is from Dietlov himself, from Igor. He says, uh, got back on the Mansi trail. Up to now, we are following a Mansi trail on which not so long um, passed a hunter with deer. Yesterday, it seemed we stumbled upon his resting stop. Deer didn't go any further. The hunter took the beaten trail by himself, and we are following his footsteps. So he's—they saw someone in the Mansi tribe. They didn't interact negatively whatsoever. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a another person here. Um, it wasn't like, oh, shit, he's eyeing us, or you know what I mean? Like, like it, it was very evident that the Mansi tribe, maybe certain members here and there, hunters would come and go, and there was no. There was no ill will towards them. Yeah. Um, And it's just interesting because it's like, had a surprisingly good overnight. Air is warm and dry. It's like, what? What do you mean? Warm. Mm -hmm. Warm and dry. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're just talking about, like, uh, just what they're going to do, how they just have to go up through the valley. And um, they were going to bring 
um, like a stove with them to cook some stuff, which is interesting because in the tent there is none of that stuff in there. But he's just talking about the plants. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just feel like just off of some of the things in the journal entry, I don't think that it makes sense that all of a sudden uh, someone in the Mansi tribe came back to just like slaughter slaughter them them all. Yeah. Yeah. So that stove is actually the one guy who's an inventor. That is his like stove heating unit for a tent in that I was talking about earlier. Oh, and that's who placed the journal entry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like a propane powered, like what we would have a Coleman grill thing with a propane bottle. Now that's, you know, what he had almost a hundred years ago. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So, uh, here is where, uh, Jamie is talking about that. It, it just seems like people are kind of playing a numbers game here with the number nine. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, they had this folklore in the Mansi tribe that there were already nine Mansi tribe members that had died out there in that area. Um, and then there was also a plane crash not far from there where nine people died in 1991. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like there's just – it's just the whole area is kind of uh, a huge mystery. I believe in numbers. I'm a number person. Um, but I just think it's weird. Everything here is like – I, I don't think that if the Mansi tribe was, was worried about this area because of their folklore and because they already had members of their tribe die and they was known as Death um, Mountain, Mountain, that they would go out of their way to track them down and kill them when they had already been seeing them sense, around. Yeah. And yeah, there that just doesn't. It's like if you know the all. lore of the area, you'd be like, oh, well, you're going to die anyways. So yeah. Yeah. I'd be, um, I'd be interested to know, like, what the ley lines through there are. We should do that. Yeah. See See the numbers. It's proximity to the Tunguska explosion. Like there's a lot of really weird shit that happens in rural uh, Russia. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, drink. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I agree. Tell us about this, this is. is just the few that I picked out here. Um, this is Yuri Doroshenko. Yes. Good. <laughs> um, well. I will say that every single person on the autopsy has tremendous cuts and bruises and um, abrasions. And, I mean, it's overwhelming to the point where I felt like it was just overkill to put that on every single slide. And I'm not going to drop an entire list of where every part on the body is. So this is a great picture that they did that. And it's just showing like where the major trauma was on, on some of these people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this is the poor dead body of such person went from alive to unalive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, The odd thing about this autopsy was that he had a short sleeve on. He was wearing shorts, two different socks, Mm -hmm. and the left sock was burned. Mm -hmm. Um, No shoes, of course. And the hair on the right side of his head was burned. Um, 
his ears, nose, and lips were covered in blood, but coming out of his mouth was a gray liquid. Foam, and on the yeah. right side of his cheek was gray foam. And out of his in- mouth? Out of his mouth. Yeah. And when the investigators saw this, the only thing they could really think of is that when he was dying or something, he was his chest was being pressed on. That's the only way this kind of gray fluid would have been coming out of his mouth. So, so it didn't make sense yeah, for that's... him to have it. Okay, no. usually like gray if you see like a gray liquid it's coming out of the ears and that in that connotates like a, a brain injury or a spinal right at the base of the brain injury. Mm, but you don't like cerebral cerebral fluid that yeah, comes it's, out. It's extremely rare to see it out of the mouth. Like that's something that's a major traumatic, you know, impact. Well yeah. That. And, and and like Second Star was saying, like, you know, when it gets cold, things are brittle and break. So, of course, like tips of fingers and things like fell off. But you have to understand what's important of what she said is there was dried blood. And the only reason there would have been blood in those areas is if he would have still been alive or actively bleeding yep. and dying. So that just kind of clues into what was going on before he died, because obviously that blood wasn't there afterwards. It had to have happened when said trauma was going on yeah and he would have had to have been exposed completely to the atmosphere for it to bleed which matters for one of the explanations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so the the livor mortis spots were located at the back of the neck and the torso of all the like extremity areas and so that doesn't make any sense unless basically what that means is that that couldn't have happened with the way that the body was found. Right. So that means that the body was moved after he had died and the blood stopped circulating. Mm-hmm. So that is very, very strange because now we have the position of the body not being in the position that it died, that he had died. But I will say to that effect, though, and one of the reasons that this could be, one of the things that happened is they allude to the fact that uh, some people may have died sooner than others. And they went and the uh, people who were alive collected some of the clothing off of the people who were deceased. So there was like some of them who were found like under a tree and it looked like they had tried to start a fire or something. Yeah, and then, like, their bodies were there, but pieces of clothing were ripped off. And at one point, uh, part of the group actually tried to walk back to their original tent and died along the way. And those were the ones who had, like, the other people. Well, they assumed were the other people's clothing that they had taken off. Mm -hmm. Can I just say um, this androgynous person here, Mm -hmm. is this what the... Catholic Church currently uses to where did the father touch you? Yeah, a little bit probably. And like, oh, no, they use the doll still. Like, they have a doll. And they're like, where on the doll? Make sure when you leave that hate comment, you tag me. <laughs> I did it. I said it. Okay. Uh, here is Igor Dietlov. Uh, many more issues here towards the face. He, of course, didn't have any shoes. He had different socks. He had a vest that was a fur vest and not buttoned, um, mm-hmm. which would be weird if you're trying to stay warm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, of course, had many bruises and, and abrasions. The tip of his nose was missing. And he was also missing an incisor in his lower jaw. Mm-hmm. 
See, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And I just, I hate seeing the before and after, but I would like someone to do that at my funeral. If I have, like, an open casket, just make me look how I look naturally dead and then have a side-by-side oh. picture. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I believe it's, powerful. But, um, it's, yeah. it's powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. Powerful. It's so powerful. Um, uh, this is important. This one's like a really important one, too. Yeah. Rustum. Uh, massive blunt force to the head. Massive. I mean, mm-hmm. like yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that the liver mortis spots were on the top surface of the body. So again, meaning that he was also another person where he died before he died in a different position that they found him. So it almost appears yeah. as if he died and then someone came and then like flipped over the body. Mm. So he was head down. Yeah, but he most certainly died more violently than a lot of the others. Than a lot of them, yeah. And well, this uh, kind of leads to okay, my... Wait, wait. I was like... And the fist also, um, in the autopsy report, the way that the abrasions gross. were on his fist is that it was a defense wounds like it would that's exactly what it would look like if say like you're in a fist fight with someone mm-hmm. and you're, yeah and you're it's called to... a fighter's bite where like if you punch somebody in the face and you hit their tooth their tooth cuts your your knuckle or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. that's called like a fighter's bite mm-hmm. and but I, I, yeah those I, wounds are i would say he was the most outwardly violent death but then you also do have somebody i don't know if you have the slide Bree, the one who uh he had major chest fractures I have two people with major trust doctors. Okay, okay, then I'll wait. Tony, what were you going to say? I That was as far as I went with that. Like, it was like, so he, it, his injuries to me feel like he was the focus of an attack and he was fighting back. And a lot of the others are kind of like they're trying to hide from whatever attacked him. Mm-hmm. And trying to mm. get back to the tent because they know they're going to die if they don't get back to where their gear is and stuff. And he kind of sacrificed himself mm. to stand up. This this is the narrative that I'm building with it as I've mm-hmm. read into it and, and looked at the injuries and stuff. I think something really fucking weird happened here. And it makes no sense what the official explanation is. Oh, yeah, no, no, and like the missing spot on his nose was not from. Um, I'm sorry, not him. Sorry, wrong, wrong person. I was gonna say a lot of the the abrasions and stuff. They were saying it didn't really add up with frostbite. Some of the some of the situations do, but the parts where there's missing, like the last one with, um, I think it his was Igor, Dietlov. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that isn't. It didn't line up with frostbite. So it wasn't like he got frostbite and then the tip of his nose fell off. It was almost like it was maybe bit off or or ripped off or cut. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Uh And that's another thing with these marks. Yeah, the things that we're like commenting on and and that they're highlighting in this were things that didn't make sense with hypothermia. Right. Um, Yeah, and a lot of the, the cuts and stuff that they had, I read a lot that they were almost like precise straight lines or, um, like precisely angular lines. <sighs> I it's that. it's so weird because like if you took certain aspects out of like this involving people, 
there's the same things you kind of see in cattle mutilation. No, for sure. I was thinking that. The mm-hmm. same things you see with strange lights and it's like the perfect storm of all the weirdest shit you could ever think of. And mm-hmm. it just happened to happen to nine people, what, 70, 80 years ago? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Out there in Russia. Out in Russia. Drink. Drink. Oh. This poor lady. Oh, Lord. I feel so fucking bad for her. I'm going to call her Linda, even though that's not her name. It's a little bit of a... But to me, she's Linda. She's Linda Dubbin. Okay? Love it. She's, to me, like one of the saddest of all of them. She, Her eye sockets are completely empty. She has no eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Her tongue. Her tongue is missing. All of the soft tissue that would be in the eye socket around in the eyes, the eyebrows, the upper the upper lip, all missing. Her and ribs me, were broken. Before you could her ribs were broken. Yes, that one meme. TikTok. <laughs> um, her no, arms before, were cut off. Yeah, her legs one, were yeah. cut off. Okay. <laughs> but before you continue too, because I know a lot of people are gonna be like, oh, frostbite. No. Frostbite does not take your eyeballs away. And specifically, they found inside of her stomach a bunch of her blood, which suggests that her tongue was removed while she was still alive. Which, yeah, so she ingested it. Mm -hmm. uh, So she had severe head trauma, obviously. Um, But yes, absolutely not frostbite. There's nothing in here that's frostbite. Um, and the, one of the weirdest things is that the sweater she was wearing, which they realized was not even hers after all, but, um, so she, Mm -hmm. it appears that she might've taken it from someone else. Maybe that had already died. Mm -hmm. Um, but the sweater that she was wearing tested positive for radiation. Radiation. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it was so weird and random that they decided to test their clothes for radiation. None of the bodies had radiation on them, but like how random and why in the world. To test it. Well, they probably. For radiation. It's just so weird though. It's not a standard practice at all. Considering the time in the 50s, like the U.S. had already dropped two nuclear bombs on Japan and nobody really knew what nuclear radiation did. So they we're probably just being careful because they're like, is this like a new a U.S. weapon that we don't know about right. that they've tested out here? So they might have done that just out of pure fear that the U.S. developed a weapon that caused like this psychotic break in people to like die. And that's also one of the theories that we have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know that we're we're kind of saving our comments towards the end, but just because I don't want to have to go back uh, yeah. for um, – pixie paranormal pixie um so the only reason why it's definitely not ravens buzzards or eagles is because she was found under the ice and it wasn't a long time between then like she wasn't in a position she wasn't in the position where a bird can fly by yeah not to mention it was like bloody cleaned out it wasn't like pecking at an eyeball and then moving on it was everything the soft tissue i mean the entire eye socket is empty it's like Mm -hmm. imagine taking an ice cream scooper to your eyeball and just just taking your sweet time just pulling out just emptying emptying that fucking socket like that's Mm -hmm. this poor girl in my opinion i think had it worse than everybody and i just feel so bad for linda dubbin 
And, like, where are the boobs? Because I thought they were here. I guess they are there. But then, like, that also kind of looks like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, they're, they're a bit frozy. <laughs> frozy! They're She's got frosty titties. She... <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, oh man, poor, poor Sem Yon, um, the one that was flopped over like this. Uh, also, eyeballs mm-hmm. missing mm-hmm. again with the tissue completely gone. All the soft tissue around the eyeball, the bone was exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a wound on the right side of his skull that also had the bone exposed and his poor chest is i mean look at it crushed that's and a so common that, and, so, theme. and so and so that's the thing so his autopsy very specifically says that this the force that required such damage to him would have been comparable to like a car crash or he was in sort of some like very like high level of pressure so this isn't yeah. something that was like somebody didn't push him he wasn't like this was a very serious trauma that happened to his body. And what's weird is like the car crash thing. I read that for all of them that had the same chest, um, like, like collapsing almost that like all of them had that. So it wasn't like it are the ones that had the chest issues. They were all like that. So mm-hmm. it was almost like the same. It had to be the same instant or the same cause if it's right all the same. You know what I mean? I think I'm making sense. It's a mm-hmm. it's a pattern of injury. So like, if so, if you look at this right here, so you see what ribs are broken and what ribs aren't broken. So if you hit a tree, on um, that would be this person's right side. Mm-hmm. At because of an avalanche, we'll just say an avalanche push this person into a tree at a vertical. You know, they're like they hit the tree like this. Mm-hmm. All those other ribs would be broken too, and when the, the face collarbones bones, yeah. would be broken. The fact that collarbone, which is the weakest bone in this group, isn't broken means something applied pressure specifically to that area to break those bones. Like mm-hmm. a Bigfoot sitting on his chest and scooping out the eyeballs, scooping out the eyeballs, standing. Uh, like yeah, pushing, I'm gonna pushing say... the pad of his foot into it. The weird thing is, they didn't come across like too many animals, though. I, I keep well, there aren't any. seeing these know, things about animals and animals, like, so... and I'm like, bro, like I get it, but like, no, <laughs> well, no <laughs> like... you don't understand. There weren't really animals in that area. It's not there. There yeah, wasn't like it's... fucking foxes and shit running around. There wasn't we bears. Still get there distracted. Wasn't... There That's was some. <laughs> There was some there was some wildlife up there for sure, but in the, in the time that it was up there, the twenty six days or whatever it took them to find all the bodies, that kind of foraging from animals wouldn't have happened because they it weren't in that area. No, and so what you have out there is you probably have Arctic season. fox. It's it's high enough up so that you would <laughs> have <laughs> Arctic fox, maybe a couple other weird mammals nothing big nothing bigger than a fox yeah, maybe some moose and that's some people allege that it was an, a moose attack a moose they would have no, we would have moose would have uh, fucked them uh, up in so many it would have been, yeah, been so much more chaotic different yeah, yeah. different mm-hmm. 
it's but that's very different. different. That somebody put forward was, oh, it, it was. There's moose up there, so maybe it was a moose. And moose isn't gonna eat fucking eyeballs. No, they're not gonna eat eyeballs. And the way moose attack things, they gorge. So you would have all these antler marks going in, and but you have a fourteen hundred pound animal with an eight foot wide section of antler you're gonna have very different injuries than you see mm-hmm. here and bears would are see puncture wounds probably yeah you'd see a uh, lot of antler puncture, puncture wounds. wounds yep absolutely oh uh, yeah yeah um like these were how the two like the poor eye sockets i mean this looks like something you can buy at like a, a halloween store like this to me looks like a mr bones Mm-hmm. Um, and it just the fact that it just decayed so rapidly that they really they really suffered. And it shouldn't um, have decayed. No animal tracks. With the temperature. No. And I, I think it's important that we make comment of those two things. Though, so there was no animal tracks that were found, and there was food and stuff that was inside the tent that was not touched. So if there was yes. like a bear or something, why did it not take food out of the tent? Why did it only take the bodies? Yeah. Why did random... it only precisely scoop out eyeballs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or eyebrows. Yeah. Again, if it was pecked or fucked up, sure. But this looks like purposely scooped out. No. Bears aren't like, this is a delicacy. I'm going to take my time on these eyeballs. I'm telling you guys, this is like the first instance of human cattle mutilation. Like where humans experience what (laughs) cattle get with Mm -hmm. cattle mutilation. Like it's the same shit, right? They're missing their (laughs) eyes. They're missing their tongues. They're missing Mm -hmm. like these weird fucking things. Weird things, yeah. I have to, I just, I just, I just had to show this because I think this is the greatest fucking setup of a joke ever. The eyeballs (laughs) to see through winter. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so four of those members though had what they're they're considering it like they're calling it the den. So uh, mm-hmm. basically, there was a member in the Mansi tribe that was out with this dog, and he found a tree that had a bunch of cut off branches with a sweater hanging down from it. There was just like random clothing there, and then they upon like further investigation they found this little den where they were hanging out at well trying to keep like covered right so they're in a Mm -hmm. they're in a ravine um the two of them in the pot in the last picture they were like back to back like it looked like they were trying to keep each other warm warm Mm -hmm. um and so they they walked over to the tree cut down the branches brought the branches over to build themselves like basically a little fort um they could never find the knife that had cut down those branches in the area. And um, it just doesn't necessarily add up with them being so out of their mind. Well, okay, so wait, wait, um, let's, let's pause real quick because I think one thing that we, that, that we didn't talk about is like, so one of the things that they said, and, and they say that this happened, their official report is because it was an avalanche, okay? Yes. And during this avalanche, the reason that you have these people taking off their clothes and things like that is because there's a symptom during hypothermia where <clears throat> you actually think that you're really warm, so you start taking off your clothes. So these people were just, like, out of their mind with hypothermia. But people who were out of their mind dealing with hypothermia in that same way wouldn't have been building a den or trying to get back to their original tent. They would have been in their psychosis. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily add up that these people 
people were of sound mind enough to go ahead and build a den to take clothes off of other dead bodies to try to make it back to their original location. Yeah, this is a lot of work that they did here to make themselves shelter mm-hmm. and to and actually survive. stay warm. Yeah. That you can tell that how their bodies were, that they were trying to stay warm. So that kind of just like kicks that idea out of the park here. And and not far from the den, uh, I believe right behind it, there is almost, uh, there's a tree that looks like it was climbed up so that somebody could almost look up to try to see where their location was. And in Mm -hmm. that same eye line of that tree, that's the big tree that's on that map right there, you can see those three dead bodies like they were trying to get back. So someone had crawled up there like, okay, the tent is this way. And then they had perished along the way of traveling back to the tent. And I know this picture doesn't look like it's a super long distance, but this is a full mile distance they were away from their tent area. Yeah, that's a miles are really long. With a 30% slope on the mountain. Yeah, mm-hmm. a mile's a really far place. And, and I think it's snow. important to say that the river was running when the yes. body in the river was found. Yes, and so actually with one of the bodies in the river, there was actually found a camera with one of the men. And it's part of the weird, like, okay, so they didn't take a bunch of shit, but why did this one dude take his, camera? his camera? So was he sound enough to be like, something's happening, I can't grab shit, but I have to grab this. And what's most tragic thing i think is that all of the film was ruined inside of the river because of the water running through it or they just never really showed us what was on it but how is it that one of them was of sound mind enough to have caught that where yeah. all the other cameras where all the other cameras were left exactly uh, yeah. all the other cameras were Fuck left the shoes uh, the where's my camera they even found they even found a flashlight along the way down to like where the bodies were that they alleged that maybe one of the guys had grabbed uh and dropped on the way out when they found it it didn't work but when they were at the tent they found another uh flashlight that did work see and this is why this story in particular has the i guess following behind it you know like the the air of mystery behind it is because none of this shit makes sense Mm -mm. even when you talk to people who have who do like extreme survival shit and run around in northern alaska and avoid polar bears and whatever unless it's second star survival in that case i don't think he agrees no, I think he's mad at us and he left. <laughs> Sorry, but I like, love you, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff, when you put the story together, it, it, when you take the official story and then you take the notes and you take the pictures and you just just those things and combine them together, you go, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Exactly. Yeah. Like none of ah. it, even if you had a bunch of morons who were out in the fucking woods together which these people weren't it still doesn't fucking make sense no Mm-mm. because they're Mm-mm. making conscious decisions so that like immediately gets rid of the oh they're hysterical well why did they build a shelter and try to start a fire well, they're yeah, hysterical. And, and not only that, but it's like <laughs> this this event wasn't just one thing that happened and then bam. Like this it was, was something that happened over several days, probably, of them fighting for their life, trying yeah. to get back where they originally were. So what was it that stopped them from getting back to where they were? You know what I mean? It seems like there's so much more going on than you realize. 
which is why they assume that it was an avalanche. Yes, so they assume that it was an avalanche, and that's why they cut out of the tent, because the avalanche was coming, they had to cut their way out. But none of that makes any sense. Number one, because the slope of the mountain is is a 30% slope. And historically and mathematically, not too many mountains have landslide with that low of a slope on them. Also, that area is not historically known for landslides. Like, none of the people in the area have ever have any like stories passed down of big avalanches in that area and when talking to the Mensi tribe about the area they also said the same thing that avalanches aren't really a thing and in 2019 the russian government go ahead and drink to that drink opened back up the investigation to basically like they told everyone why they were doing it they were basically going to go in and and look at the statistics of uh, avalanches and they were going to do like 3D models and like uh, AI models and stuff to prove that it was an avalanche that did this to them. And they did, they, they, with their little math and their programs or whatever, they were like, oh, this is what it is. But none of it makes sense to me because it, there was no sign of an avalanche. And if there was an avalanche, why do you still see all the footprints? Why, yeah. why do you still... see all of this, all of the ski, um, all of their ski? Shit's still standing mm-hmm. up. Everything mm-hmm. is still standing. I mean, or the like, bodies would have been swept away, right? They they wouldn't have been like running out like that. They would have literally been swept away, right? Which might have made a little bit of sense for some of their injuries, right? The avalanche comes down, they get caught in it, they're tumbling down into things, but that's not the scene that was there. They cut no. out of the tent and they walked away. So if it was an avalanche. It doesn't, the the way the evidence and the footprints are don't make sense with an avalanche in any capacity. No, and I think most people call the avalanche theory bullshit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I think even the the Russians are just like, what? Uh No, it wasn't that. Yeah, it would have had to be that once this little... um, ice sheet fell down all of a sudden it just perfectly cracked and then like exposed everything underneath it yeah no if it was an ice slab it would have instantly broken those uh ski thingamabobbers like and the sticks that they had for the tent come on yeah, also, it, everything's also, fine. Also, I will it, say the way that the tent was positioned and how it was knocked down wouldn't also make sense with an avalanche. It would have had to come from a certain direction, and and the pushed. tent was like the, it was like the opposite direction that it was knocked down than what an yeah. a, if an avalanche happened. Like it didn't come down from the mountain that way; it was crushed that way. And it's it's the the whole avalanche theory to me just seems like. The Project Blue Book UFO explanation. <laughs> bullshit. No, I like, totally feel you on that one. No, like it really does sound like that. They want to think that everybody's fucking stupid and, oh, it was an avalanche. Well, you gotta be right. Mm-mm. There's, there's no. too many things. There's too many other things. It's not an avalanche. It ain't no avalanche. So, like, some of the theories, some of the things people talk about are, like, these weird things in the sky. And this is one of the photos that I think could possibly just be damage to the photo. Um, But there are people that are, like, that's something in the sky. Something in the sky. So, and Mm. let's talk about the something in the sky bullshit. Maybe right above. Right above the very last. Yeah. So, this is, yeah. So, well, this is part of this. this is known as frame 33. 
uh, and it's an unknown shot. Uh, this picture is super puzzling to people. Some people think it's a UFO. Some people think it's maybe like an explosion happening and they're taking pictures of it. Some people even allege that you can tell that there's people in this picture. I cannot. I cannot. Mm -mm. No. No. I think that's just a weirdly exposed. So judging by the circle, the edge on the left here, I think like it it's... was just exposed. Like the camera was damaged and the film was exposed. Exposing this might have been mind. the frame that was behind the. Like okay, the but, next... here's, but here's the thing that makes sense. But the next frame that's after it doesn't make sense then. Oops, hold on. I'll oh go my back god, to it's it. words. Okay. I was like, you... It is words, <laughs> but I was just, I was just naming all of the different. Um, we can go oh, back to and finish and think about that. Um, so this picture photo? comes before the next one. Yeah. Called no, on. not that one. Maybe I don't have it. Which one is it? I deleted some of them because when I went through the frame, technically, this was the very last one. This was the very mm -hmm. last frame. No, there's and then one, I, there's, there's and then I came across these. Those are different pictures, though. Those aren't from yeah, the but, camera. But they were never, I know, but they were never verified. Those are supposed yeah. to be the very last. This was supposed to be the very last photo. And then those other ones started circulating the internet. So I don't know if maybe that was their official saying so that so people there was, weren't looking there was one, past that. There was one more after this. I wish I could send it to you, but I, I don't have it right here. And I can only, hold on, let me see if I can. No, I can't. Oh, maybe I can upload it here. Hold on, I have it. See, because uh, I mean, it looks like. When you but look again, at the this was the, the last picture, verified picture, so I don't know if there is one more, and it's it's like it's a big white bright light in the corner, and it almost looks like there's three heads, and that's the picture that also was super because it almost looks like there's three of the people's head, and then above it there's like a big bright light going off, and that's supposed to be the last one. I'd like to see that because, like, from I, here, this makes total sense that this is like a a negative being exposed because you have this octagonal shape in the middle, which is what the, you know, the closey thing for the camera mm -hmm. would have shutter. been shaped as. Yeah, sure. The shutter. It's late. It's late. That's no. what it would have looked like. Okay. And it just kind of just seems like the camera is breaking open and you're getting the reflection off the shutter. Thank you, Brie. But of course, one, yes. people are like, but of course, some people are like, no, it's been analyzed. It's nothing with the camera. This is something that they saw, but it happened yeah. so quick that they weren't able and to it focus did happen in on in it. Russia. Oh, Lord. Okay, here you go. Bam, that's the last picture, allegedly. 34. Ooh. So see how it's like the three heads at the bottom and then like the bright light and the distortion? Yeah. That one is much more telling to me than the other one. Like, this one looks like it could have been something. The other one more looks like it was just, like, an accidental something. That's what I'm saying. This is not verified. This one you have is not the, a verified frame. Mm. But that's with the rest mm. of them. So I don't know if, um, like, the rest of them that I added, I don't know if... That's just like maybe from the Russian government. Like maybe they don't want people to think uh, 
look into those other photos because yeah. then yeah, you could put in the um you could think about the heads or uh like or like this, like what the hell? If this was if this was a verified photo, then obviously they saw something. Like Mm-hmm. Could have been a missile or what you know, whatever, or even this yeah. photo. Like that looks like they saw like a fucking UFO in the sky. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, but some of the main theories though are like, oh, they murdered each other. There was a missile or uh, a UFO. It was the Russian Yeti. Uh, it was maybe government testing, aliens or American spies. Um. But what's really interesting here is when you look at the case file from the Russian government, they have that they went out for the expedition or that they basically have in, um, like, the files. They dated it February 6th. And so that raised a lot of questions with people saying, why would they say February 6th if it wasn't even until the 20th that the friends and family were alerting everyone and getting the Institute to go out and uh, do a search and rescue? Was it that Russia knew something? Did they know something happened? And so then they're, like, you know, writing reports or whatever, like, maybe we got to go check it out. We have to search and see what happened so that they could get to it before anyone else did to clean mm-hmm. it up and cover it up. So it's either that's the case or maybe it was just a really simple clerical e- uh, error and they got the date wrong. Right. But that was the biggest thing is, like, why, why did the government have papers um, – with a, saying that they were going to go out there and investigate weeks before they were even supposed missing. to be missing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Weeks before they weren't even supposed to be back. Yeah. Like, that's so odd. That is beyond odd. Super sus. The whole yeah. thing is just super weird. The evidence doesn't stack up or make sense. None of the theories fit all of it completely 100%. And I think right. that's why it's just made it so difficult to pin down what's happened in this case. So, you know, I know one of the theories is like a, um, like the government, the Russian government drink was uh, testing like a, Do some it. sort of like a sound machine that when used upon, it created some sort of panic or something. And that's why they left. The, that's why they tried to rush out of the tent, ran away. And then they mm-hmm. got far enough away where like they're, their conscience came back right but maybe that that thing was still on so every time they tried to get close to that area again it's it, like it was like repelled them away. exactly and so i think that know, that's actually that's interesting. A logical i think that that's one of the more logical theories in my mind not saying that, that i think that's 100 percent what happened but the evidence leads me to believe something more in that direction than it does a goddamn avalanche or alien yeah. and well that up. makes sense why at some moments it makes sense what they're doing and other moments it makes no sense mm-hmm. because right. then you have those moments of actual clarity, clarity. and then you have moments mm-hmm. of insanity and not thinking straight and making bad decisions and then all of a sudden they're making smart decisions like they are kicking into survival mode and then other instances where it looks like they're trying to kill themselves so that actually makes total sense um with the russian bigfoot though this is that frame where it comes from 
When they said, remember, you will see it everywhere. They said it was a a Yeti. It's a Yeti. They call it because it's in the snow. Which I don't believe whatsoever. I think it just looks like one of them playing out there. Uh, I was like, it looks like one of them, yeah, far away with like maybe like fucking around. Yeah, Yeah. their hood on and shit. Yeah. But that was mentioned in the Russian fuck report. Um, Oh yeah, do that. So (laughs) do that. Do that. I'm running out of liquor. This is the OG, and then this is, of course, the transcript so we can actually read it. But that is one of the things. In recent years, there's been a heated debate about the existence of Yeti. um, And in recent reports, Yeti lives in the northern Ural near Mount or a Torten? A Torten. Torten. A Torten. So um, it seems as if that was a theory that they were playing around with. Right. Yeah. I think that they threw so many theories at this, and I think, again, it's because none of them quite fit properly. And then I think you have stuff like this. We have no idea whether or not these photos are confirmed, but it's alleged that these photos also came from their camera roll. It's also said that one of the cameras and one of the diaries went completely missing from the tent after it was brought back to the police station. And so who's not to say that there's evidence that's still just not known out there. Oh, funny. Yeah. And that was from one of the higher ranking police officers, police officers who said that. And you also have yeah. to remember too, that there was two separate investigations that happened. There was the police investigation and then there was a KBG investigation. Yeah. You don't hear anything about the kbg investigation you only hear about the police investigation nope and uh just to just to fill in for bobby here for a second for lots of people it seems like we got some late uh someone's late to the class you know you There's a movie. y'all are way late <laughs> i'm gonna do a movie <laughs> recommendation oh Ooh. since bobby's not here i think uh, it is. devil's pass mm-hmm I almost watched it, and then I was like, I'll wait till after. I don't. I didn't want to get confused with what was in my brain because I did see the trailer, and oh, they do really have, good. like, uh, they do have, like, you know, there's weird aliens or, like, underground creature things. And there's that's, a little of course, bit of time travel kind oh. of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. But if, you, if you're a big fan of the Diet Love Pass and you like scary movies, check out Devil's Pass. It's on you know, I'm that. gonna stop I'm gonna tell you that until these motherfuckers start Yes, I know, right? So I don't know where it is. I t- was going to watch it. My Apple TV told me that uh no not on Amazon Prime, not for free. At least you'd have to rent it. Mm. So I could show. rent it or I could try it for free on AMC. Mm. Oh, I yeah, it is on the AMC. AMC. I have to download yeah. the AMC app, and then there's probably not going to have any, like, you know, cuss words in it. They might cut some scenes. I'm not into yeah. that. Okay, I really want to talk about this photo because this, it, it, I believe, is one of – Yeah, okay, so there's many things that go on to something like this. So you have, like – one of the alleged theories is that it was some sort of military test, right? That they were they were uh, testing maybe atomic bombs. And that's why they ran out of the tent, all the things that happened. The reason that they uh, it took so long for them to try to get back to their tent is because there was the fallout from whatever they were testing. And so that's why it was like it, they didn't quite have their bearing because there was, you know, like nuclear shit falling down and things like that. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the alleged things that happened. Another one is stating, like you were talking about the whole alien shit. And what's interesting about that is that there's other people in that area who have witnessed orange orbs in on top of this mountain pass before. And it's also happened after that, after this incident as well, that people have seen these orbs. Mm-hmm. But there is a Soviet parachute mine exercise that actually is very similar to what these people are seeing. And so I think that that might be a huge explanation for the orange orbs or things like that, because I don't necessarily think the group ever alleged that they ever saw anything weird in the sky. It was just other people's stories, assumptions of the area, and then the weird pictures that happened to be at the end of their camera roll. And then all these other pictures that came out alleging that that was part of their camera roll. But none of that stuff was in any of their, their journals or any, or the journals that we had witnessed had any of like, oh, we were seeing weird things in the sky. No, not at all. The last journal entry is the 31st of January before any of this happened. Happened, yep. Um, But, I mean, it makes sense to me if they heard something crazy. And that's why they, like, got out. Maybe they wanted to climb up on top of the tree to see what was happening. And maybe that's why they weren't totally closed because they thought, like, we'll be right back. However, Mm -hmm. why would they have the urgency to cut from outside, the like, from inside the tent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's always it's those small details because like it's easy to say these people died they did this, but when you start piecing together these little details and you have pictures like this and you have their journal entries and you have them building shelters away from their tent that they mm-hmm. for whatever reason ran away from that and everything they, they needed to survive was inside of was in there they were like no you know what i'm gonna go half a mile away and <laughs> dig a hole 12 mm-hmm. feet deep into the snow and have a cedar hut which also proves i'm glad that you said that which also proves that they even had the energy to to oh, dig yeah. a hole Exactly. And they had the thought process of how to do it. And if you look at those pictures, uh, if you guys wanted me to go back, if we looked at those pictures, it looks fucking clean. Like, they did a clean-ass job. Oh, they didn't does, just, yeah. like, a couple shovels in. And, like, they don't have a shovel. How did that even happen? Like, so mm-hmm. they were they were thinking with, like, an engineer mind, mm-hmm. in yeah, my these opinion. These were survivor people. Yeah, they were using yeah. what they could to survive. But then there's these weird moments of stuff that doesn't make sense. And it's insane another theory that they have is like maybe the military stumbled upon them and maybe a military officer entered inside the tent scared the shit out of them ripped the tent open from the inside pushed them out ripped it from the inside to kind of like ruin it and then sent them along their way and that's why they have this marching path of them going and then when they got far enough away the soldiers were like all right go fend for yourself have fun and then whatever had happened out in the wilderness happened in the wilderness yeah but you would still around the tent have the theory the you you would have the footprints coming in which did not and, exist. and that's a thing that didn't exist exactly so you have it's a lot of weird back and forth that, of, of this yeah. this it, it, this starts to make sense but then when you continue down that one theory it, it all stops. falls apart yeah. and it's like that with everything no matter what theory you put on this you cannot pin it down to what no. makes sense with what's out there but i also okay. think that we don't have the full picture no, we absolutely do not. Uh, they're hiding a million things because that's how Russia does. Drink. And I do want to say real quick, too, uh, in the chat, we do have a poll for you guys to vote for the Factor Sci-Fi. Yes. Do you guys 
fact, sci-fi or middle bitch, the government story of it being an avalanche. Um, that's the official, what they say. Yep. That's you the know what? current official story. I'm thinking, I know that you started the episode off with like, it can't be aliens. Oh. And like, I don't think Nobody. aliens would do this, but I know that there has to be evil aliens out there, right? Because there's evil oh, for sure. people. Yeah. Um, I mean, evil's, evil's an <laughs> earth word, but okay. Yeah, go ahead. It is, but I mean, yeah. we have evil people, so there has to be other aliens with ill intent or uh, maybe being a bit more brutal. Maybe that? Uh, okay. So, you know how sometimes also Bigfoot comes with UFOs? Yeah. So maybe it was like a combination. Yeah. Like, what if, what if aliens were testing a weird hybrid Bigfoot thing that they created? Mm. They're cruising around Russia. Great. They see these poor people. I'm out of everything. They so. just fuck them up. So then they like cause havoc. They drop the big Bigfoot to see what the Bigfoot can do. Mm-hmm. And he slowly just like fucks with them and like throws them against trees or. It almost I mean, reminds me of Predator because a new Predator like, yeah, movie is about to come out. It reminds me of like literally like a Hollywood movie. I couldn't agree more with you. It's like yeah. it's like some type of like a government weird mutant that they made that accidentally yeah. escaped in these mountains and then went and literally terrorized these fucking people. Like yeah. there's there's no footprints. They couldn't. They couldn't see what was attacking them, so it was like the predator, but it was up in the trees, and it was... Okay, wait, hold on. What if they're in their tent, right? Mm -hmm. They're, like, winding down. Maybe they're playing spin the bottle. Get a little touchy-feely. It's a great night. Spin the bottle with eight guys and one girl. Two girls. There was two? Yeah. Don't forget the one that you said could could peel the potatoes, like, with her Potatoes with her fingers, yeah. yeah. Not to Mm -hmm. mention, one of them actually dated the other one before. So they, like, already had a fling. So it's kind of like, we've done this before. Let's do it again. They Mm -hmm. just had a world war. Uh, So, like, what if they're just in there having a great old time, and all of a sudden they hear, like, they hear, like, these crazy noises, and they're, boom, boom, boom. And then they're, like, we got to get out of here. They cut the tent. They run. And then... They're like, oh, nothing's there anymore. But then he is still there. So some of them keep running because, like, fight or flight. Some of them just keep running way too far. I mean, I don't know. I'm just fucking spitballing. You're spitballing. You have more slides. No, no, no. I'll get rid of this. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. So I'm I'm going to tell you guys what I'm leaning towards theory-wise when it comes to this. Well, do we want to start our... Oh, well, fact I feel sci-fi? I, we'll, we'll factor sci-fi last. Okay. Because I feel like we're all going to do the same thing with our factor sci-fi, yeah. but I have, I, we're more talking about like what we think kind of happened. So like right. my idea, I really like the idea of like the sound weapon being some version of how, what happened. And if you look at all the terrain in the area, it seems like at some point the four, the five and the four kind of separate and they go in different directions. Some of them seem to be going up towards the trees to get away from it. And the other ones tend to go down towards the river. When you get down to the river, there was actually like a big ravine area that if it was dark and it was snowy, that they probably could have fallen off of, which might've accounted for some of the injuries that they had. So I think that it's a lot 
less fantastical than we want it to be. When I originally heard the story, I was really like, it's like some Bigfoot cryptid weird shit. But now the more and more I look over this evidence, as much as I want it to be spectacular, I think that it's probably just much more mundane than we want it to be. But I don't think that it was necessarily the avalanche theory. I think that there was something nefarious going on, but not as crazy as we think it is. I, uh, like, like I said, the idea of them like trying to get back to the tent and the machine still being on. And so they go crazy again and like they rip out their own eyeballs or shit like that. Like that's very much things that could happen. Like or maybe some the lady horizon type shit. Or maybe but the that lady still is crazy and fantastical though. Well, yeah, that is sure. not or, mundane. Or maybe the lady who whose tongue was ripped off when she fell off the cliff, she when she hit the ground, she bit her tongue off. You know, like I think that there could be more eyeballs? logical listen, there there's been cases where people are smacked on the back of the head so hard that their eyeballs come out. It's true. Okay. And they girl. were by a river and let's say that maybe they fell the in the soft river tissue they would still away. be there. You'd have like a dangling I'm just, fucking I'm vein. Just saying, I feel like there could be Your more be a more of a mundane reason for a lot of these. Not saying that nothing nefarious happened originally, because I do think that okay. something weird was the thing to get them out of the tent, because none of that makes sense. But I think necessarily some of their injuries are probably not as mystical and crazy as we think that they are. I'm so mad at you for that. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell me your opinion then? Yeah. Uh, I think that they was a fucking Bigfoot. I think that they were drunk in that tent. They were getting frisky with each other, which is why they forgot they probably had a zipper for the tent. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I can be a little bit like hulky and like messy with things, especially I, I hear it's an ADD thing too, where like even if with you're opening up a box instead of opening up the right way, I just tear you just hold. I yeah. Sometimes if things don't fit, I'm gonna force it to fit, and I'll probably break it. But I do it anyway, and I'll never yeah. do it any other way. Mm. So what if, like, in that fight or flight moment, and maybe under the influence? Because who goes on a hike that long without well, bringing any just, whiskey? I'm not just under the influence, but if you were genuinely terrified of something, your flight or or fight response yeah. kicks in so if you were genuinely something that they maybe had never heard before explosions oh, or something yeah, probably you don't have yeah. they were just look for the zipper the <laughs> it almost looks like what's happening with all of the different cuts and stuff like they said there were instances where it looked like they had went to go stab it and it didn't go through and they moved on to another area and there were these cuts all throughout the inside of the tent like that so it seemed like it was multiple of them trying to get out so obviously yeah. Swing away to me now. Whether it's they had alcohol with them or it was just they were so genuinely terrified. I think that those are both absolute possibilities for not using the zipper. Well, they were Russian. They had alcohol. Mm, mm-hmm. Great point. Not whiskey. Vodka. Vodka. All right. Tony, so I'm going to oh. say that's probably a fact. And there's we, no way it is mundane. Okay. Go ahead, Tony. What do you think? Okay. So... Like we kind of hinted at, I think every time we look into any aspect of this story, it just gets weirder, weirder. and weirder. Like, mm -hmm. and I can take whatever background that I have, and it just goes, okay. So they obviously weren't attacked by bears because at this point in time, this time in the year, they're hibernating, so it's not bears. The lights could actually be attributed to maybe if there was like a strong electromagnetic storm that it was the northern lights peeking down 
further than normal. I was gonna say I don't know if that. Uh, but the the craziest part about it is the Aurora what Borealis? actually happened where they cut out of their own tin and did. When you look at it from the surface, it's like, okay, a bunch of people went hiking out into the wilderness and died. But when mm -hmm. you look at it, you're like, okay, so why are there no prints coming in? And one of the explanations is that there's uh, the stove slash heating unit that the inventor made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, they, got, they got poisoning from the natural gas. Oh, and oh. it, it caused them to get kind of like confused and shit. Yeah. Know, and then they just ran out of the tent. Oh, that's a great one. It's Dietlov's fault. That would only last for so long. For so long. long, yeah. By the time they would. But then that also maybe kind of makes sense with the mm. idea of them trying to get back. So that, and like I said, something happened while they were out there where they got confused, they got separated, maybe some of them t stumbled down, and then yeah. they tried to find each other they got up to the tree they saw where they were they were trying to assimilate but maybe just the conditions got just so windy and bad remember they were saying it was so uh windy in that area that the snow was falling off the trees making it look like it was snowing yeah but that doesn't explain the the rib fractures the missing eyes there like there's nothing out there there's there's no animals out there that are eating off of dead carcasses. I mean, no. there just isn't. It's no. a winter wasteland. There's nothing out there. So that's where it gets really weird, right? Because you can take all these really good ideas, and then when you take the condition that the bodies were in, you in these other things, and you're just like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like the Mansi tribe would have um, been able to either like maybe they've gone through the same thing or they would have been able to account for some of the things that they did when they yeah. were interviewed because they live in that area. Yeah. And they were found in a place that that tribe wouldn't even go to. Again, because they were terrified of that area. Exactly. Yeah. They were like, fuck that. We're not going over there. That's like okay. rich people going so downtown. Let's fact our sci-fi. I'll, I'll get to our poll before we get to our answers. So this is actually interesting. 17% said fact that they believed the avalanche. 35% said sci-fi. And 47% middle bitch shit. Oh, shit. I know. Of all wow. the things, the avalanche? But uh, yeah, yeah, did you guys, you guys, did you remember in the beginning, though, that there were footprints and an avalanche would have wiped that away or it would have broken all of the skis and the stakes that were holding their tent down would not have had any effect and not still be standing in like perfect condition. Mm -hmm. I think the footprints are probably the biggest thing. Um, if there's an avalanche, you're not going to see a motherfucking footprint. That's absolutely nope. absurd. Nope. Oh Lord, have mercy! So, what do you say? What do you say to the theory, Brie? Fact or sci-fi? It's absolutely sci-fi that yeah, it sci -fi, is sci -fi. a avalanche, and I feel like even most of the world agreed with that when Russia came out with that explanation 
uh, a lot of people were like, why the fuck are you no. lying? Yeah, for sure. I think we all think this one's a sci-fi. Yeah. Hard. Logan, okay. you yeah. can vote again. You can vote again. You can vote again. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. This um, one's a weird one and I hope I hope that people continue to look into it and new stuff and discoveries are found because I really I don't think would love there will an be. Um, I don't think there will be either, but I would love it if there was. It's such yeah. a weird fucking case. I watched years ago. Oh yeah, that's a long time. I watched I think it was two hours or two and a half, I don't remember. I watched a two hour documentary on it and it was um with one of the sisters of someone one of the group members and so she gave a lot of insight into who the people were and their background and I wish I could remember who it was but they were talking about how um in one of the expeditions that they had done before that he like stood up to a bear with his bare hands and so everyone was like oh wow he's so brave because he was like get out of here and then the bear was like and ran away he said and they're without those people so i don't necessarily don't think uh it was a bear you didn't see me i didn't leave my house today unless you saw me take out the trash um Uh And uh, there was just a lot of detail in that documentary, and I really liked it. They brought up, like, every single possible uh, thing and investigating into the people and their backgrounds. And so that was really cool to see. But I feel like that was probably the most research that anyone has done on the topic. Like, he went to Russia, and he walked Dietlov Pass Mm -hmm. with people. So he, like, my last did really deep investigative journalism there. And he was left with the same thing. What the fuck? Almost yeah. more questions than answers at this always. point. Yeah, the always. more that he looked into it, there were more questions than just a simple line of an answer. Uh, so this is, like, something I feel like we need. We need someone to remote view this situation. Ooh, I agree. Yep. I agree. Well, I think that was. I, listen, DLF Pass is one of my favorites. I thank you guys for joining us today for it. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what were your guys' things? You guys also sci fi or no? Yeah, we sci fi. Yeah, okay. Uh, cool. Tony, do you have anything going on this week for the Bottom Water podcast? No. Okay, perfect. Breathe. I'm going to be on call for the next week until I start my new job. So. Ah, gotcha. Well, you know what? If you're not busy tomorrow, maybe uh, me and Bree are thinking about having a little pop-up stream. So maybe you'll be around. You can come hang. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, we should think about that. Uh, we might do a blood ritual tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, we might do a blood ritual tomorrow. So we'll see if you guys are yeah. around. we got to get rid of the trolls. We got to get rid of some negative energy. Yeah, in our life. so you guys oh, yeah. also pay attention to who you're following on Twitter. Yes. Um, someone took our old Twitter um, name and like copied name. us, although they ended up changing it all back to something else, to some weird thing that I don't understand what it's a reference to. Yeah. Um, but also, we should, everybody, Tony, congratulations. He got a new job. He's moving on up. Moving on up. Moving on up. And if you guys want, at the very top of the chat, you can scroll up and donate to his uh, Buy Me a Coffee to uh, support him in his new job. Yeah. yeah. So and blood then ritual. Thursday, we, Thursday. yeah, possibly a blood ritual tomorrow. I think it just depends on if someone is still in the hospital or not. Yeah, um, how the day is going. Right. And then 
Uh, Thursday, we have Emmett from UFO Bros. is going to mm-hmm. come back on Butt Stuff with us. And I don't know if we have a rewind yet, to be honest. I don't know if we have one on Friday. We'll keep you posted on that one. We will. But we do Definitely. have the next uh, few Bobby's Cryptid Corners and uh, Butt Stuff's posted, so you guys can check out what we have coming up for the next few weeks. So we hope you guys loved all the new format. Say hello yeah. to you all. Hello, Crowley. Hello, Enzo. Love you. Hello, Love Logan. you guys. The co- You know, guys have no idea how hard it is to not talk about the comments because yeah. I can still see them. I wish that there was a uh, a way to totally hide. I guess there is. I could pop you guys out. I didn't yeah. think about that. Um, but it is hard. I, I hope you guys don't think we're ignoring you. We are not. Yeah, we're we're not. starring we're not. and we're coming to it at the end because, like, obviously we get distracted really fucking easily. Jeez. Super. Yeah. And if we just keep looking at your comments, the whole show will be five hours long and we will just literally... <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys would have all left by now anyway. But if you guys yeah. want to, like we said, tomorrow we are going to be doing hopefully maybe a blood ritual. And that one is literally us just interacting with you guys and comments and stuff. So if you guys want that, come for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see you guys next week. For the next Absolutely. Bobby's Cryptid Corner, uh, Tuesdays are for the motherfucking cryptids. Bye, y'all. Every Fuck Tuesday. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs>